Hello and welcome to the Hope Show. Yesterday, French authorities come with a plan to clear 100 meter along perimeter of the road D Grave Line, where more than thousands of refugees are living. French officials have given a deadline of only three days to clear the area. Otherwise, they will bulldoze it. Last night, community representative met and come up with the statement. And the statement is. We, the United People of Changal Kalai, respectfully decline the demands of French government with regards to reducing the size of the jungle. We have decided to remain where we are and will peacefully resist the government's plan to destroy our homes. We pledge the French authorities and the international communities that you understand our situation and respect our fundamental human rights. The United Refugee Communities are calling upon the international organization, refugees, support groups, politicians, human rights activists, legal advisors, international media and humans of the world to support us. Today on The Hope Show, we will go and find out more about what's happening in the Calais and also we will find on different perspectives of uh, different people what they are feeling or what they think should be done or need to be done. Hello, so my name is, is Joseph Bergson. I'm working for Care for Calais. I've been here uh, about a month, but uh, from my little experience, it is it's amazing community, amazing mix of people, and both volunteers, professional organizations, and most of all the communities and refugees themselves. It's amazing collective action that's going on. It's, this, this is a real community. What do you think about the French government that they are clearing the 100-meter zone and removing all the families and the shelters that they have been built here and enormous amount of money have been spent from the, from the aid or, or donation of the British people? I think this is some very scary politics that's going on right now and um, I think a lot of both British citizens who are donating, British citizens who are sympathetic, but also people that come and volunteer are astounded by the lack of dialogue, the lack of real legal representation and following the letter of the law in order to uh, deal with a, a, a complex situation here. I have seen a lot of cruelty myself and I've to been told many more stories of things. It's just not an acceptable situation. In terms of the aid that is being given by British people, they most certainly would not want that aid to then be destroyed again through a, a police or government operation that is being controlled by the British and French authorities. And what is clearly needed is some breathing space and some dialogue to see how we're going to deal with a very complex situation humanely. We are all human here. What's your message for the British government? The pure Geneva Convention. We should be following these things. These people are refugees and most of all these people are humans. Human dignity and cruelty should not be allowed in this in this in this current day and age. This is, we, we have to be working together with the authorities, with the volunteer organizations, with the donators to make things better. After all, this is what people want. What do you think about the statement of the refugees? I think this is an interesting statement. I hope it's received by the media and gets some exposure. Um, I think the idea of, of peaceful resistance, it's hard for me as a volunteer because I'm not a refugee. I think uh, our position should be neutral support for the communities that are here. What's your message for the media and the legal advisors and all the people who are really on the humanitarian side and probably the human rights or other international organizations? 
shine a spotlight on this situation. We need coordination and we need we need resources. We need really big organisations here with their resources to work both at the uh, the level of advocacy, talking to the governments and talking to the authorities, but also on the ground in order to have emergency response. This is now quickly becoming an emergency situation. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm a journalist from London. Um, this is not my first time in the camp. I came in October and helped with the uh, building team. A community that's already hugely marginalised are now being almost picked on by authorities. And um, you see around you, they're throwing their weight around, oppressing a community that have suffered already. They, they're seeking safety and shelter and asylum. The authorities are blind to what they actually need. Um, hi, I'm Abby. I'm 22. I'm from England. Um, I've just graduated from university and I'm volunteering out here as well as working in a shop back home. This is the closest thing to home that some of these people have and French refu- French government is just coming in and bulldozing it. Like, it's wrong. <laughs> it's legal, I imagine, if we go by the human rights charters. And also just, it's just cruel and it's inhumane. Um, to ask people that have already given up so much of their lives to ask them to move away from their new structures that they've invested their time and their belongings in and we're expecting, or the French government is expecting just to leave that. So Josh, my friend I'm with, he actually built some of the shelters around here last time we were here that they're then going to knock down this time and what is the point of all the work that everybody puts in, the effort that people put in on, you know, from volunteers and from the refugees if it's just going to be wasted because the French government want to contain refugees more. Or If the British public could see what is now happening to the money they have put into this, they've donated a charity to their, the donations of aid, they could see that overnight it's just bulldozed by the French authorities, who are then paid by the British government. There will be outcry and uproar. People need to know about this, need to know what's going on. I look around and some of these shelters I help put up and within three days they're going to be knocked down. Now there are women and children, there are families in these shelters and they were put up because they had nowhere, nowhere to sleep, they were sleeping in tents. They're going to be bulldozed, they're going to be moved on. It's just it's a terrible cycle, it's just not helping the situation at all. I feel very, it's almost like it's what I did is being removed the, the, the small help I, I managed to provide last time is being destroyed again but I guess it's just making me I, you know I want to do more then if what I even if what I do is not going to last very long I'll just you know I'll, re, I'll help rebuild I'll, I'm going to be resilient as resilient as the people who are in the shelters we speak to people around here and they, they're determined not to move, not to be coerced by the authorities. And I'm going to learn from it. And, you know, if, they're not, if they knock down shelters, I will just build some more.